What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a special conversation today around our health, but in a whole new way. This is something that I was not familiar with at all. And it was such an interesting conversation. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. We have with us today, Eileen Day McCusick, who is a pioneer in the fields of the human biofield, therapeutic sound and electric health. She's a researcher, an author, an inventor, an educator, and a speaker and practitioner. Eileen has been researching health since 1987 and specifically how sound impacts health since 1996. She is the originator of the sound therapy method, biofield tuning with thousands of students trained worldwide since 2010. She is the founder of the Biofield Tuning Institute and author of two books, best-selling book, Tuning the Human Biofield, Healing with Vibrational Sound Therapy, as well as the recently released Electric Body, Electric Health. She is the inventor of the revolutionary and much-loved tool, the Sonic Slider, and the creator of a line of tuning forks and accessories and the CEO of Biosona LLC, which provides sound therapy tools and training globally. You guys, this one is so interesting. I loved learning about it and I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. So let's turn it over to this conversation. All right, Eileen, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Yeah. Thanks, Micah. I'm happy to be here. Woohoo. I'm like, this is, we were chatting for a sec before we hit record and I am like very intrigued by all of this because our listeners know, like I'm into health and wellness. I like learn and I love to research and I love to just learn. So there's so many different angles and aspects and variations of health. And this is one that I have never learned about and never really even like, I'm not familiar with it at all. So super, super, super excited to dig into, um, all of this with you. So before we do that, tell us who you are, a little bit more about your story. How did you get into this work? Well, I think a lot of people who end up in the wellness field kind of end up for their own well-being. Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. why do you research? Why do you care about health? It's so that you can be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And so I discovered that I had an interest in health and human potential, um, the sort of bridge between science and spirituality. Um, you know, what does it mean to be a healthy human in, in this world? It's not the easiest place to be physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally healthy in. And uh, I think most people would say it's extremely difficult. For sure. And, uh, and so I just started reading books. I'd been a big fiction reader as a kid. And when I was 18, I became bulimic when I was 17. 
And when I was 18, I tried to stop. And it was the first time I'd ever encountered this idea that my subconscious mind and body were going in one direction and my conscious mind was going in a different and that they were disconnected. Right. And so I realized that I had become an addict and that I wasn't in control of myself. And, you know, a lot of people will say that bulimia is a very difficult thing to overcome on your own. It's very secretive. It's very shameful. It's something that you're not, you don't want to talk about, right? So it's it's a hard thing to get good help for. And uh, so I realized that I was kind of on my own and decided to try to find the answers to my own personal struggle, right? And I think with any addiction, we suffer from uh, what my friend Chance has this podcast called Interverse, and he interviewed me and he introduced me to the idea that the word addiction is added diction. And that's a really interesting thought, right? Because so much of whatever we're addicted to, it hijacks our mind. And with any addiction, you know, you're like thinking about the fix when you're going to get the fix and then you get the fix and then you're guilty about it and then you beat yourself up and you shame yourself and like there's this whole layer of drama going on that's really not necessary. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And I think that that was what was more upsetting to me than anything was that this addiction had stolen my peace. That I'd go to bed, I wake up, I go through the day, and and I remember the first time that I was laying in bed, I don't know, maybe in my early twenties, and I heard the crickets outside, and I was like, oh my god, I haven't been able to hear the crickets because of all the noise in my own head. And I think really it's that kind of noise in our own head and the dysregulation that that leads to that everybody's looking for solutions for, you know, (laughs) and I realize that the reason why we have so much noise in our head, and this is an interesting thing, is that we're thinking our emotions instead of feeling and expressing our emotions. So we're trapping the sound of emoting in our bodies, but it's not getting through. So it just stirs up the brain and then we're kind of trapped. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that what I've learned in many years as a sound therapist and treating people with this method biofield tuning uh, that I created was realizing that um, ultimately all of these any kind of imbalance that we have, whether it's bulimia, whether it's addiction, whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever you've got wrong with you is tension related. It's a consequence of a trauma response, holding tension, not being allowed to emote. Like most of us grew up in homes where we were given an abstinence only approach 
to emotional expression. Right. Maybe we weren't allowed to hate anything, so then all that hate gets internalized. So all of these places where we would have been angry or we would have been sad or we would have, you know, <laughs> expressed our emotions, we bottle them up. And that was certainly my experience growing up was that I wasn't allowed to emote. And so I just learned to hold everything in and then to use sugar as a tool to pacify myself, to pacify my anger, to pacify my victimhood. Yeah. And it just became a, a vicious cycle, right? Where whatever we're using to soothe us eventually comes around and bites us in the butt. <laughs> so I was really looking for liberation from struggling, from suffering, from inner division. And, um, and as a researcher, and you know how this goes, Micah, you become interested in a particular topic and you read that and then that leads you to this and you kind of end up following a trail of crumbs. Yeah. And so my trail of crumbs led me to vibrational medicine. Uh, back in 1996. And I started reading about the use of color and sound and music in healing. And I went out and got everything I could find in the mid nineties, which wasn't really a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I got a set of uh, tuning forks that came across and I just finished my stack of books. I was still like, was very, had been mildly educated and very excited about this idea because, you know, ultimately we know that that solidity is an artifact of human perception and that ultimately everything is waves in space. And so if we're a pattern of vibrational waves in space, then treating vibration with vibration is very logical, direct and elegant, right? So it made a lot of sense to me. It really resonated. And so when this guy catalog showed up and it had a set of tuning forks in it, I ordered them on impulse. And at the time I was doing massage therapy part time. And I just started playing with the forks. You know, I didn't, so many people say to me, I have forks and I don't know what to do with them. Like, I didn't know what to do with them either. <laughs> you know, they came with this really simple little set of instructions. It was the C major scale. You C over the root chakra, D over the sacral chakra, E, you know. And I don't, I no longer use that approach, but that was sort of the entry point. I'm like, okay, I gotta see, let me hold it over your root and see what I notice. And I was so surprised by the way that the forks responded. Like I thought it was just gonna sound like C, but what I discovered was that the fork was actually having a conversation with the inaudible emissions from the body. And that the tuning fork actually became like an invisible ink decoder that allowed me to hear these very high frequency, very low amplitude vibes being given off, right? And we all know that people give off vibes. Yeah. We all sense them, you know, yeah. sense the good vibes, we sense the bad vibes. We know within a few minutes of talking to somebody, we've like sussed out their vibes, mm -hmm. right? Totally. So, and that's because the body is emitting waves. Everything that's in motion is making waves and waves propagate. And so this, the tuning fork created like this wall of white sound that these tones were actually able to be heard through. I discovered all kinds of things, like more than we can really go into. Um, but I discovered that our body has an electrical system that we never learn about. And, you know, it's one of those things like we're not seeing the forest for the trees. I was discovering that I would find these loud spots and areas of density in the around the body and I could actually move them with a tuning fork. I could like adjust people's well, I didn't know what it was in the beginning. I was like, what am I moving? And what law of physics is dictating that a vibrating tune fork can actually move this mysterious stuff, right? Yeah. It was so confusing. 
that I've since come to understand this. I've started, I've seen the forest, you know, we know that our brainwaves are electric. We know that our heart is electrically driven. Most of us know that our bones are crystalline structures that make electricity when we compress them. Our blood carries a charge. And even our fascia and our collagen are all semiconductors that are conducting information, light, and energy through the body continuously, right? We tend to think only of the nervous system if we think about electricity, but it's really like, I don't want even use that phrase because what we're dealing with is the electrical system in its entirety. And this is the electric current that is continually flowing through us, keeping our lights on. When we're alive, our lights are on. When we're dead, our light goes out, right? The body's still there, but the light went out. And they've actually weighed people right after death and find they lose a little bit of weight. And I find there is a little bit of mass in this electrical system. So the electric current that runs through the body and the magnetic field that surrounds it. And this is a basic law of physics that anything that has an electric current running through it has a magnetic field around it. But unfortunately, this very obvious structure has been relegated to the realm of of pseudoscience or woo. Mm -hmm. And this idea of this field is like, might be an aura or human energy field and it probably doesn't exist and that's all a whole lot of nonsense, right? That's what we've been told from a mainstream perspective, which doesn't even admit that we have an electrical system in its entirety. So what I discovered at playing with the forks around the body was like, wow, we have this current, we have this field and that magnetic fields in nature actually guide and inform electric currents they're they're formative so we can find if you have pain in the shoulder okay that's too much current in those wires that's uh inflammation it's like a traffic jam right and so in biofield tuning what we do is we come in and we find the corresponding jam up in the magnetic field and you can feel it like i just taught somebody how to do an adjustment this morning and she's like oh my god i can feel it <laughs> she's so surprised that you feel the resistance you feel the distortion in the vibration because it's like you know and <laughs> things are not giving off smooth and easy vibes they're struggling here and so what we do is we come in with a tuning fork we just hook into that area of the magnetism the tuning fork is producing a weak electromagnetic charge which is making it like a magnet we adjust the way the magnetism is flowing and then the electricity follows suit so we bring everything to the midline so the electrical system is structured like a torus so it's a sphere with a central channel down the middle and energy circulates through it so in this model the biofield is what we would call our mind our conscious and subconscious mind but I would also go so far as to call it our soul as well, because it is our light body. It is connected to the one light, right? There's no division in electricity, in light, in the world. It's the same sun that lights up the sun is lighting up me. And so people suffer from low voltage when they have a lot of tension that is creating inflammation and restriction in flow in their body's electrical system. Right. So this is a process of liberating these areas of stuckness that are a consequence very often of a trauma response, whether it was 
huddling away from your alcoholic father who is coming after you with a belt or being the youngest, being really sensitive, being the youngest in a big family, kind of always being in some kind of contraction or things like car accidents, you know, major things where you have major traumas and you're, so we're all holding all of these micro and macro patterns of tension that are responses to different traumas. And then we wonder why our energy is low, why, you know, why we're eating clean, but not changing changing our energy levels. Mm -hmm. And it's because of this fundamental resistance that's happening in your electrical system. And that once you release that and relax it and let it go, then your body flows. And suddenly you freed up a whole bunch of energy that was stuck in, in inflammation. And now it's liberated to be creative, to be playful, to be inspired or what have you. So it's <laughs> kind of like a long answer <laughs> uh, to, to your question. But essentially, I healed myself of my addiction, my eating disorders, you know, pretty much everything, my digestive issues, pretty much every kind of thing that I suffered from, and I suffered from a lot of stuff because I had a fair amount of trauma, um, has all been sort of systematically backed out, like a car that's had a lot of dents and I'm rolled down a hill, and then you're kind of going through life with these dents. But this is really a process of pulling those and allowing you to expand back into the potential of who you are, while at the same time creating a sense of inner unity so that you're not like conscious mind going this direction, subconscious mind going that direction. It brings everything into alignment, literally. Okay, this is so interesting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many things I want to unpack. First questions for you, okay? So you talked about the biofield. You talked about why why do we not learn about this? Like, why is this not part of our science and part of health and part of like understanding what the body is doing? And have you found, is it, I don't mean, like just why, why is this not known? <clears throat> Well, it's it's competition in the marketplace. I mean, you know, big pharma and the AMA model has been dominating the marketplace since yeah. the Flexner report in the early 1900s. And they've systematically set out to destroy the homeopaths, to destroy the chiropractors. There was a, a very thorough understanding of the electrical nature of the body that was happening in the late 1800s, the early 1900s. You could get electric devices for your electric health from the Sears and Roebuck catalog. Oh, wow. Right. So so it was understood, mm. but there was this big push, especially post World War Two for a pill for every problem oh, yeah. and and very much an induction into an atomistic materialistic way of thinking and a very, very good PR campaign to debunk everything else. And yeah. so this idea that the body has an electrical system was completely removed. It was just completely, everything's chemical, you know, result of chemical processes and not this sort of fundamental aspect of the electric current, most of which we get from the air we breathe, actually, mm -hmm. because the oxygen molecule has free electrons. And when you breathe in oxygen rich blood, it also has a light in it. Why blood goes from being dark red to brighter red It's because it has light. So our electric bodies are primarily inspired by the electric environment that we're in. Why we like to go to the beach or forest bathing or hang out near waterfalls because there's more charge in the air. We get more good electricity into our bodies. We feel relaxed and refreshed. Whereas if you're in an urban environment under fluorescent lights and there's lots of devices running, there's a lot of positive electricity in there. You're kind of like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> drained. So, and a lot of this is all happening through our breath. 
So, you know, we don't, we talk about spirit, right? And, but that is this breathing in life from our environment. And the more tension and restriction we have in our body from trauma, the less freely we breathe, right? You know, a lot of people who've had trauma, they hold their breath subconsciously, or that tendency to kind of lock the diaphragm, lock the shoulders, and then spin out in the head. You're not breathing at all right in a dysregulated state it's actually through the freedom and the the comfort of our breath that we enter into a regulated state so breath is key in health and and the more resistance you've got to breathing the more you're going to struggle in life in general okay this is so cool so how like how long does it take so when you work with someone and you're you're finding where the tension spots are and you're moving those like do they feel a difference like right away or does it take time and do you have to do it multiple sessions like how does it all work yeah well you know everybody's different right and it it depends on the intensity and the duration of your Mm. traumatic inputs yeah because you know if you grew up and you were kind of huddling in terror every single day and a lot of people you'd be surprised like come from homes like that where there's just so much emotional mismanagement Right. And parents, you know, we come from generations of trauma, all these wars, men coming back from wars and and this violence cycle, this addiction cycle, like the whole human family is really pretty traumatized because almost everybody's got one of these characters that rains down (laughs) difficulty in their lives. Right. And this is a big challenge. Like, how do you manage these people who are acting blindly from trauma and then perpetuating it through family lines? Mm -hmm. So. Um, So if somebody comes from a long line of trauma, a long line of unsolved problems, grew up every day in under stress, it's going to take longer to back that out. You know, I I worked with a gentleman who was a he was a veteran from Iraq, saw terrible things there and then came back and was um, a, a cop who ended up at like first responder at some very terrible situations and, you know, had a moment where he encountered a trauma that just like whoop, that was it all he could do was sit on the couch like he could no longer function and you know so it took a little while working with him and i'll never forget the morning that his wife came and dropped him off and she's she reached out and she held my arm and she said he got up and made coffee for me this morning right so yeah, like so that was pretty huge yeah. whereas you know if somebody comes into me because their knee is sore uh, i might be able to fix it in just one session right and bring their awareness to what's going on, whether it's their gait, whether it's their mind. A lot of when people end up with physical issues, there's an underlying mental emotional imbalance because the way that electric energy flows is directly related to how our mind works, right? So we've been taught that the brain is the mind, is where consciousness is, but your entire electrical system and the different places that it energizes when you feel different ways, right? It's a whole body kind of thing. In this model, your body is inside your mind. And any place where you go out of balance in your mind, you're going to pull your body out of balance. For example, I've treated a lot of people with right hip issues, and I have found that every single one of them has a tendency to project themselves into the future, to always be running a to-do list. They have what I call busy mind, busy body. And so they've pitched their biofield to the right side and they're putting themselves out in the future and, and what they have to do, do, do. And so when the magnetic field goes that way it's going to pull the electric current 
in that direction as well. So you end up again, too much voltage through the wires and imbalance, right? Anytime you have an excess somewhere, at least to a deficiency somewhere else. And so if you come see me, I'm gonna adjust your field, but I'm also gonna school you on coming back to this moment. You know, when your hip starts to hurt, what is, what? check your thoughts, check your feelings. What are you doing with your mind? And how can you straighten your own mind out from the inside, right? Because all healing is self-healing. I can, I can do an adjustment on you that can take an hour and you can put it back out again with a thought, right? So ultimately, this work is a lot about training the mind to stay in integrity, to stay in this moment, right? Because this is, I think, sound healing in general, I think anybody who's a sound healing practitioner would say that the aim of this is to bring you into this present moment, into a relaxed and aware state where your curiosity can flow, where your playfulness can flow, right? It's so that bringing you to the state of present moment regulation is what we're after. And that's where the body heals itself. And when you've had a lot of trauma, you have all of these places that can trigger you into that dysregulated state. But you're, all that is is energy flowing along established pathways. If you really want to heal, you have to change the way energy flows. You have to change the story. You have to stop being a victim. You have to realize that it's up to you to discipline, control, and balance your own mind. And so that's really, I think, the essence of this is to get you to relax, breathe, be more self-aware, and realize that to, that you can enter into that space, right, where you get triggered and you go into resistance and you're about to have a habitual response that's going to perpetuate more junk in your life. And you go, wait a minute, I can respond constructively here instead. I can make a different choice. So it helps give people the freedom to get into that gap where they have more power and more empowerment to make a healthier and more constructive decision for themselves and start to retrain the way that their body responds to things. I think this is so powerful. I'm like, I'm very, very, very digging into like subconscious and understanding all of that and learning. It is incredible how powerful awareness around that is. Like when people feel so frustrated in life because they think they want something so badly. And then they're doing things that are completely not supporting what they think they want. And it's like the subconscious is just running the show and they're so frustrated. And I'm like, you see this all the time. And I've never heard this part talked about, but it makes so much sense. Like it makes so much sense. I love this so much. So, so I know that you've created tools that have helped you. It's the sonic. What are they called? The sonic, yeah, the sonic fighter. Okay. So is this something that like becoming aware that we have the electric, what is it called? Biofield? Electrical system. Electrical yeah. Or biofield. So yeah, let me just clarify that for a okay. moment because the term biofield um, was, was created by a team of National Institute for Health scientists either in 1992 or 1994, because they wanted to have a, a scientific word for what was being called the aura or the human bio energy field, right? Gotcha. So they're like, okay, we're gonna call it the bio, we're gonna call it the biofield. Gotcha. And so the technical definition of the biofield as it was created is more to describe the field around the body. But what I discovered is, is that, that that's more reductionist thinking. You cannot separate 
the field around the body from the electrical current in the body, the same electricity that's beating your heart, that's, you know, keeping your eyes open, that's making different brain waves, is the exact same energy that is surrounding you. There are two sides of the same coin. So I went kind of rogue and changed the definition of biofield to suit my own observation. And so I refer to the biofield as the body's electrical system in its entirety, not just okay. the field around, but the whole system, which is one and the same. I love it. Okay. So understanding and learning about this electrical system, like when we feel pain or when we feel tension or depressed or anxious, how does someone use awareness around this to center and try and do that self-healing or are the tools essential? Like, is that part, like moving the energy? Is that part of the, this has to happen. And then we do this, like, help fill me in on that. Yeah. So I think there, there's a couple, there's different stages here, right? Of how much time and money do you have? Right. <laughs> what do you want to spend in order to get well? Right. So, so the very like most entry level free ones is that I used to have a practice as a practitioner. And um, when my first book, Tuning the Human Biofield came out in 2014, I was already full, like I really was full then. Um, but then I, because I can do this work at a distance, I started getting inquiries from all over the world and my practice just blew up to a place where like I couldn't manage it. Yeah. And so one of my friends said to me, well, why don't you do groups? And I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like <laughs> group distance sound healing <laughs> sounds like nothing I would ever do. Teeny work healing with a bunch of people like, no, <laughs> I'm like not doing that. But it was sort of born of necessity. And so yeah. I started doing, did a bunch once for free in the beginning. Cause I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. And people were like, oh my God, it worked. You know, I felt it. I felt energy move. That was super helpful. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, this is a way that I can treat a lot of people, make it more affordable for them. And so over the last, since 2015, so gosh, seven years now, I've made all these recordings of like tuning the heart, tuning the small intestine, tuning depression, right? So I created all of these recordings that you can listen to. And many people claim that those are super helpful for them. So there's a handful of free ones at our website, biofieldtuningstore.com. So you can just listen to those recordings for free. Awesome and kind of see what you notice. And if and if you find them helpful, then there's a vast library of all kinds of recordings on all kinds of topics, you know, you could probably find what you need. So that's one way. Also receiving sessions from a practitioner is, uh, you know, we have practitioners, we have hundreds of practitioners all over the world. They're all trained to do the work at a distance. You know, and I get if people are like, what, sound healing at a distance, like that's nonsense. I mean, that's what I thought too. You know, people ask me for years, can you do this at a distance? I was like, no, <laughs> like this is physics. It's sound waves on the body. I'm not doing it at a distance. Um, but then somebody convinced me to try it on them, an MD, a doctor in California, I'm in Vermont and uh, I'm a scientist, I'm a researcher. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And so we didn't even have an open line of communication. I just pretended he was on my table and I've learned to read the biofield. It's kind of like opening up the book of you or dropping a needle on the album of the soundtrack of your life. And I can tell you your whole story. I can wow. tell you the personality of your mom and dad. I can tell you every injury or accident you ever had. I can tell you how you felt about your first grade teacher. Like 
everything you've ever felt or experienced right is all translated into an electrical impulse in the body so it makes sense that our memories are stored in our electrical system specifically in standing waves in the magnetic field in a very specific anatomy and physiology which i've mapped so the biofield anatomy map is another resource that's available it's in both of my books and like you can look up like oh i have a persistent problem with my left knee what is the biofield anatomy map show about that right and so people can and it's very um you know i know there's different systems out there that people have created uh you know a lot of um different things about where different things are stored so i'm not saying right. that my model is like the end all be all but i've had thousands of hours of clinical research and now have thousands of students you know, so this hypothesis has been tested like so many times and it always kind of reveals the same thing. So I think just like we all have this, you and I have the, our digestive organs in the same place, right? Our physical anatomy is the same. Our electromagnetic anatomy is right. also the same. And so like left shoulder, for example, sadness, grief, loss, depression, people end up with all of this pain in here and they're like, oh, what's going on in my left shoulder? Well, that's what it is. You know, you have all of this heavy stuff that you haven't been at liberty to emote. And so that all of that sound that you haven't expressed is piling up inside of you in tension, right? Yeah. So, so the biofield anatomy map and the books, you know, to just kind of like learn about it. My books are very are written to kind of introduce this whole idea of your body's electrical system and and the electrical cosmology because the story extends beyond just our own body and the atmosphere like the fact that nature is electric and connected like the the mycelial network in the soil all of the mushrooms that are like hanging out and connecting and moving that is all electric and electricity and light and information flowing through that the moon is magnetic like our whole environment is electromagnetic and that's also been hidden from us right we're, we're told there are three states of matter solid liquid and gas but there's also plasma and ether and those are are connective mediums so we've really been intentionally made small and separate in the chemical mechanical atomistic model yeah. whereas the electric health model is light and connected that we're, we're connected to nature we're connected to each other we're connected that the light inside of us to me this solves the science and the spirituality problem it's like the, you know science wants to tell you you don't have a soul they want to tell you you don't have an electrical system they want to tell you you're separate from everything None of that is true, that there's a whole world of light empowerment and connectivity that's going on. But if we don't have words for it and we haven't been introduced to that model, like you were saying, you're like, I don't know anything about this, yeah. right? When you open the door and you fall in this rabbit hole, it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is like it connects. Right. It's all of the pieces that have been separate with this sort of like electrical thread that illuminates the bigger picture and then sort of you're like oh my god it's all right there and it all has been in front of me and it all makes so much sense and it yes. works to make you feel better when you work in this model because you can improve your electric health in so many fun ways right so how are other ways that people can do this i mean just taking these principles we've been told 
to sit down and shut up our whole lives. And even meditation is more sitting down and shutting up. Even going to a crystal bowl, sound healing thing is sitting down and shutting up. Okay, but what I've discovered is we actually need to stand up, jump around, shake a whole bunch and make noise. Like that's what everybody needs to do. <laughs> so realizing, becoming aware when you're holding yourself back, when you're holding in sounds, when you're holding in speaking your truth, when you're holding in burping. Right? As I, when I was a kid, all my, I have four older brothers and they were all like free to burp whenever they want. And I tried to do it. And my mom was like, oh no, no, that's not ladylike. And I was like, forget that. Like it feels good to burp, right? And so I've always like staked out my territory to be free to belch because, because right? Otherwise you're holding it in. We're like, oop, holding the sneeze, holding the belch, holding the swears, holding the, you know, most of us have a pirate somewhere in our inner collection of characters right that that wants to be salty that wants to swear and especially as women we've been so like pinned in and buttoned down and and then we wonder why our thyroids are low right yeah. Yeah. so i have this whole other program in addition to biofield teening called sing the body electric where i've paired up with these wonderful two australian brothers and we've created a whole system of sound that resonates in very specific areas of the body. And when we take people through sounding with their whole body, it liberates the voice in a way that's unbelievable, really, almost, right? So freeing the voice, really becoming aware when you are clamping yourself down. You know, most people that I work with who have fibromyalgia are holding themselves back. They're just always holding themselves back. Well, that gets painful and exhausting to always be holding yourself back, right? So, so much of illness and disease and things that people are dealing with, physical ailments are internally created, like really. Tension. Yeah, that's incredible. And I've, and I've, heard, I've learned some of this stuff and heard Bob Proctor talks a lot about dis- ease and how we create disease by being <laughs> at dis-ease within ourselves. And it's like the power of your thoughts and the power of everything. And I love how you brought that in. Like when you can come back and center and it all comes back, you can throw everything off with a thought and you can, you can really realign and come back. It's just so powerful. Like, it's like so much bigger yeah. than my brain can even like <laughs> fathom. But it's like, I want to go get your books and I want to like dig into this stuff and like learn even more about it. Cause I'm so intrigued by all of this. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. So many of the things I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard a little bit about something like that here. And I've heard a little bit about that and that makes sense here. And that's why when you have like a dance party and you're just being free, like you feel so good. And it's like, okay, all of these things are like coming yeah. out. So, totally. And humans so aren't, you can't separate humans from music. You know, we, yeah. we are musical beings and, and music. historically we've gathered to make music together. We've, we've gotten together to stand up and make noise. Yeah. And, you know, people aren't going to church so much anymore. So, and then, and we'll, we'll, you know, if you're spiritual, then you might go have a sound bath, but that's sitting down and shutting up. Right. 
So why, we always feel better. I, I haven't been to a lot of concerts this year, but boy, I felt great after everyone that I've been to. Right. Totally. So I'm music therapy, put on music while you're cooking, turn your life into more of a song and a dance, because honestly, a lot of the mental that's going through your head, the attack and defense, the this, the that is dumb. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It, it puts you into a state of dysregulation. And the easiest way to step out of that is to put on music that you love. <laughs> I love it. It really is such a, it shifts everything. Like everything when yeah. I'm ever feeling like low or just kind of like off or whatever, I'll turn on music loud, my favorite music. And it is like immediate. I'm like, okay, like I feel so good again. That's what I do. I do lots of times before podcasts when I'm like, just feeling like, Oh, I don't really have the energy. It's immediate. It's so, it's so, uh, it just, it works. Like it, yeah, it really it works. does, but I've it never, works. I've never heard of it from like the scientific side of it. I, yeah. I just know that it always makes me feel better. It just makes you feel better and it's yeah. immediate and it's free, you know, for most people right. like you can do that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's there. Um, and then another thing that you can do that we were talking about earlier, the sonic slider. Mm -hmm. So this is a tuning fork um, and it comes like, well, this one's got a handle on it too, but um, it's a, this is a, what's called a weighted tuning fork and um, its frequency is the Schumann resonance, which is the earth's natural sort of background electromagnetic pulse in the environment. So 7.83 is the average, but it fluctuates. Um, and that is actually received by our own body's electrical system. Some say our pineal gland, and that's what all of our circadian rhythms are based off of that little, and that's created by all of the electrical activity in our electrical atmosphere. So all the lightning, all the thunder, all the living pulsing electrical, aliveness that is mm -hmm. Gaia um, is in that frequency. And so you can't make a tuning fork that's 7.83 hertz because it would be like four feet long. So what I did was I created tuning forks that were harmonics or multiples of the Schumann resonance. So 7.83 times 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 9. I got all of these prototypes made and it's really interesting. Um, the 11th and 13th were horrible. They made you feel terrible. Oh, but the yeah. 12th, which this is, so this is 7.83 times 12, it's 93.96 hertz. And when you activate this fork and you put it on your body, like your body immediately responds to it. Like there's this just feeling of like, oh, yes, like that's what I needed, right? When I was talking about forest bathing like you are getting a whole bunch of that schumann resonance information into your being and so if you're working in uh, an emergency room at a hospital you know and you're around difficult stuff i have some nurses that like keep these handy and they rotate people through in the back they're like give them five minute sessions just putting the fork on them and getting them to relax and breathe and that's really what it does. It, you hold this on your body and it makes you do that, right? So if almost everything that we suffer from is tension related, anything that we can do that's gonna get us to immediately relax and breathe is going to help. Right. And so people, you know, this has been on the market for five years now, we sold thousands of them. We're always getting testimonials from people who discover new ways to use them or they tell us, you know, I used it on 
my digestion. We've heard this from a lot of people. So I used to suffer from gas, bloating, heartburn, indigestion, and stomach aches. Right? I think a lot of people have that problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was misery, you know. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't. I love bread. I couldn't have bread. Like cheesy bread is my favorite thing in the whole world. Like toasty cheesy bread. And I was like, I can't eat it. <laughs> um, and it it makes life no fun when you have all of these restrictions. And it's certainly no fun to go out with you when you have all right. those restrictions, right? Yeah. I love my friends who can eat anything. There's just so much easier to make plans with. <laughs> Um, But what is going on here? Okay, so there's a number of things that are going on with weak digestion. One is, is that very often people who suffer from weak digestion have a habit of giving their power away. They often find themselves in a posture of victimhood, feeling powerless. They've given away their power to everybody. They've given away the principle, you know, never mind the the interests. They've given away the essence of themselves to mates, to family members, to children, to jobs, that sort of thing. So people have gutted themselves, trying to be good, trying to be nice, trying to be accommodating, right? Especially the givers. So um, so one, recognizing that, that part of the reason why you have weak digestion is because you are you've given away your fire you've given away your power you've given away like the essence of who you are because you don't have strong boundaries same with the whole leaky gut thing it's like a lack of tensile integrity in the boundaries so becoming aware of that and that sometimes that's just like oh look i just gave my power away or this person just enforced their will on me i didn't stand up for myself and now i'm having a heartburn attack A lot of heartburn is a consequence of like somebody coming in to your will center and pushing in being like my will and you being like, okay, and then that energy comes up and burns in here, right? So, so awareness around that tendency. But what we also lose in our gut is our gut rhythm and our gut tone. So when you take a fork like this, this has got a handle extender on it. This has a boot. I've created different little accessories to go on them. Like this boot is really nice to use on your face and like you can smooth out like jowls. <laughs> I'm 54, you know, I got rid of my jowls with this. Wow. Um, and, but with this one, it's a little easier to come in and like visit every single digestive organ. Be like, okay, I have it with my liver. I'm going to kind of slide. Ooh, there's a tender spot. All right, whoa, something going on in my liver there. I'm just going to hang out and I'm going to let this vibration go in. And what it does is it opens up space. It gets it to relax. The body becomes self-aware of what it's doing, the tension that it's holding, and then the steady rhythm helps the body to reset its rhythm. The consistent tone adds tone. So just by hanging out with every single digestive organ, you can do it when you're watching TV and just visiting everything, giving it love, saying hello, you know, maybe look at a little map. Okay, that's my spleen, that's my pancreas. Whoa, what is happening with my pancreas? Like, ah, maybe it needs to make some noise. Like my pancreas just ate a cinnamon bun, didn't want to, but that was all I had. And now my pancreas, when I put this on it, it's like, ah. Right, so a letting whatever trapped dissonance sounds are in yeah. there out, right? And letting harmony take its place, right? Okay, I'll go find you something better to eat soon. <laughs> um, 
and and so people many many people have said my digestion is so much better or my food allergies are so much less so um, cool. just by doing that also you got a migraine coming on you know put it on your head or your neck you've got a wicked shoulder knot you know or, oh god yeah i can get it there or you enlist a friend you're like can you just put this here on my back yeah. right so it's a great like first aid tool to have in a home first aid kit um, because there are so many different ways that you can use it. You know, somebody waking up in the middle of the night with leg cramps, this will get it to release immediately a lot of the time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So self-care with the sonic slider at home um, for whatever ails you. Uh, some people lose weight using it because you can actually slide the handle and what sliding the handle does is it breaks up fascia knots so a lot of this the sort of stuff we suffer from is fascia bunching and so this is a way to release fascia and get fluids and everything to flow better um you know I so yeah lots lots that you can do there and i've got a bunch of videos on youtube that kind of explain different and ways talk all about it and kind of teach you how to use it and where yeah so yep. cool okay we got to wrap it up i got to take my daughter to physical therapy <laughs> for her hamstring but i'm like okay i need one of those definitely i'm gonna go read your books i'm so excited where can our listeners connect more with you, learn all about this stuff? Let's remind them your website and your social and stuff like that. Sure. So uh, biofieldtuning.com is sort of the overview. And from there, you can access the Biofield Tuning Store, which is where you can get the tuning forks. You can listen to the free and paid recordings. And you can also find practitioners there. Oh, awesome. So that's kind of a resource for a whole lot. Um, I think YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, my name, Eileen McKusick, um, all kinds of stuff there, like a lot that you can really dig into. Um, and certainly the books, Tuning the Human Biofield and Electric Body, Electric Health. And I made them really easy to read. Like it is kind of a little sciencey, but it's super digestible science. So perfect. Yeah. Awesome. This was so good, Eileen. Thank you so much. I'm like, like my brain is like kind of mush because I just took on so much information that's like new, but it's so good. I, I just, I, this all makes sense to me. Like it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's what everybody you. says, Micah, when they hear yeah. this, they're like, this makes sense, right? Because it resonates. Oh. Something in your body's like, yes, <laughs> I knew that. I didn't exactly. know that I knew that, but right. So right. yeah, well, I'm so excited. Maybe after you read the books and do some stuff, we can come back and talk some more about it. 
Yeah, sounds good. Well, thank you so much. You guys share this with your friends. This is some, we all need to learn more about this. Apparently, like get this out there, help people understand what's actually going on so that we can feel our best. And that really what is what this is all about. So thank you so much once again, and we will definitely have to have you back on. Sounds good, Micah. Thank you. All right. See you guys in another week. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.